What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up, Food Truck Journey Podcast family? It's Joshua Black. I'm back again with another episode, the very first episode of 2021. Yes, I've been going for a minute trying to figure some things out. Let me explain before we go any further and jump into today's topic. This thing is hard. Running a food truck, managing a food truck is hard. And you know what? The easiest thing about a food truck is the food. It's it's everything else that's hard. The food maybe accounts for 25% of the challenge of running a food truck. The other 75, all the stuff that it takes to, to make it happen, that's the stuff that's hard. All right. And then you throw on a podcast on top of that. My life is just it's just been crazy. All right. But enough of that. Enough about me. I really want to dig into this topic, which I think is super important and very apropos for right now. And that is how do you handle handle the winter months? Now, if you're in Florida, if you're in some warm climate phoenix or san diego these warm climates climates where you don't really have to deal with the weather so much as far as cold weather god bless you but if you're up north like in the northeast where i'm at in pennsylvania in pennsylvania in philadelphia to be exact or if you're somewhere like chicago or new york or and it's freezing cold and you're dealing with like the pandemic yeah it can be challenging but here's the deal this is the opportunity where we have to where owning a food truck becomes strategic listen having a food truck 80 percent of what we do is just like everybody else we all sell food we're all we all sell food we're all trying to find customers. We all sell food. It's the 20% that makes the difference. That's what is going to make you different from the next person. That 20% is the strategy. 80% of what we do is just like everybody else. And it's one of these things where it's like upside down. 80% is just like everybody else. The 20% is the difference maker. What is it that's making you different? And that 20%, like everyone is struggling during the pandemic, during the cold winter months. We're all struggling, right? So what are you going to do? It's the strategy now. It's like your strategy and your approach has to be, has to be different. Has to be something more concrete than let me just find a busy spot. Because pandemic Plus cold weather means people are, are reluctant even more now than ever because now we have cold weather on top of pandemic of wanting to come out the house. And then like where I'm at um, in Philadelphia, uh, because of daylight savings, it gets dark at five o'clock. So you're also dealing with that as an issue right around dinner time. It is pitch black dark. So these are all issues. So it's dark, it's cold and pandemic. Those are the things that all food trucks are dealing with, especially on, you know, in, on the East Coast and in areas where it's, it's cold and 
we're affected by daylight savings. So that's why I wanted to do this episode and really talk about a few things that I think that we can do strategy wise. More so than just finding a busy location or knocking on a complex or an apartment complex saying, can I park in the parking lot, which is all good. And please do those things as well. But that's what we're everyone's doing that. It's it's the marketing. I believe that the food is the easy part. Marketing and strategizing. Marketing and strategy. You know, that's what separate the men from the boys. That's what separates the men from the boys. So what I wanted to do this episode is talk about three things that we can do during this time. When it's cold, pandemic, and daylight savings, when it gets dark, early. Three things that we can do to, I don't know, see our way through the winter. I don't even know what, at this point, I don't even know what I'm calling this episode. Maybe it's three things to do during winter. How to survive winter with a food truck. I don't know. It's going to be something like that. Maybe how to survive three ways to survive winter with a food truck. Okay, so let's talk about it. Here's three things. Now, there's definitely more, but these are three things that I've been thinking about and trying to figure out. And hopefully you'll find helpful. Number one, let's talk about the menu. I think the menu is one thing that we can really strategize. It can be tweaked to a point that it can be beneficial. I think the menu can also serve as a marketing tool, you know, also something we can advertise uh, as an advertising tool, as a marketing tool, as a branding tool. I think the menu can do all these things. Now, please understand, and I hope that you know that marketing and advertising and branding are not all the same. They all work together. They're all like siblings. You know, they all work together. They live together. You know, they need each other. You know, they they have the same blood, but they don't do the same thing. Right. That's where the menu can kind of fit into auto slots. Let me explain. Now, uh, there's a lot of food trucks out here that. um Kind of do one thing. I call them like one trick ponies. Like say you sell grilled cheese sandwiches. You're a grilled cheese truck. And all you do, yes, you may have different variations of a grilled cheese, but it's all the same. It's it's all the same. So your menu is consistently grilled cheese year round, regardless if it's 80 degrees outside or if it's five degrees outside you are always just selling grilled cheese some variation some play on grilled cheese but think of this i want to use this as an example mcdonald's now mcdonald's they have a sandwich called the mcrib right and but it's like this mysterious sandwich that's so super popular there are 
websites dedicated. I think there's an Instagram page dedicated to it. It's like super popular, but they only bring it out once about once a year. It's not something that's consistently on their menu, even though they make millions of dollars from it. Anticipation of when it's coming is like uber high, but they only bring it out a certain time of the year for a limited time and then it's gone. Right. That's how you take your menu and you use it as a strategy. Now, not everybody's going to want the McRib. You might have a family member that wants a McRib, but you other people don't want a McRib, but that's going to get you in front of their menu to see what else they offer. That creates the buzz that creates the talk around town. You know, what I mean, that's how you use your menu as a marketing tool or a menu item as a marketing tool, because now it's the menu item that's pushing the business. It's the menu item that is out there being talked about. Right. That's what's leading the marketing charge at that point. Now, so what if we as food trucks can take a menu item and package that menu item, only bring it out certain times of the year, preferably during the slow times of the year? Right. Especially during this time. What if you had a menu item that was specifically released during the winter, during December or January, during those times when things get really lean and you kind of build up anticipation throughout the year so that when that winter time, winter, these winter months come and you do debut, not debut, but you bring that sandwich or that menu item out. People are like, yes, we've been waiting for this. The thing is, are we disciplined enough at the height of success of that particular item to be bold enough to say, okay, it goes away regardless of how popular it is. It has to go away. It can't stay on a menu because that I'm using during the winter months, that item menu item is being used as a driver during the winter months. Now here's another business. Um, and I advise you guys, you know what? We're in the food truck business, but we have to follow other businesses, other industry within food. I think, well, it doesn't necessarily have to be food, but we have to also follow other businesses that are doing amazing things with marketing strategy. And that's what it's all about. So here's another example. Trader Joe. I love Trader Joe. And if you were to do a little case study on Trader Joe, you would see or you would be kind of like um, amazed about how they market themselves. But let's really drill down to the food. Trader Joe does this thing where they bring items in super popular. They'll bring a certain item in. It's like so popular. People are just begging for it and they will bring that item in now and regardless of how popular it is it's going to go away and people know it's going to go away people know that it's it may return but they know that one popular item is going to go away people are going to be fiending for it until it comes back 
Trader Joe knows this. And then they play on that. They play on people's uh, on the anticipation of a particular item. They don't let you know. It's not like a movie premiere. They say, oh, next week we will have item X back in store. Be sure to be here at X time. No, they don't do that. What's amazing about their strategy, how they strategize, they don't have a menu, but how they strategize their product, some of their products, is that you just have to keep coming back. You don't know when the item that you love or that super that's super popular amongst their customer base, you don't know when it's going to come back. You don't know when it's going to go away. So you better get there to get it. And only way you can get there to get it is to come in and see if it's there, which leads to you buying even more stuff if it's not there or even if it is there. It's an amazing strategy. Amazing strategy. Um, and they do that all year to certain items. They'll just bring in an item they know is extremely popular. Right? They know it's extremely popular. They limit the supply and then they stop it. What a strategy. What a strategy. We can apply some of these same principles to our menu. Build up that anticipation. Be bold enough to cut it off at a certain time. What a strategy. It's just like Apple and the iPhone. We should be. We should all be so lucky to have an item that is so beloved and so desired by so many. But I'm not saying that we have to have that item, but you have to have if we can have something that can be one hundredth of one percent as popular as a um, as what Apple iPhone is, the anticipation for it. And what's insane about what Apple does and what some of these companies do, because it's the it's the same strategy. Apple knows that they're going to sell millions, millions, but they limit supply purposely. They purposely limit supply. If you know a company is smart and as much information on their customers as they have, they already know before the phone is released how many of those phones they're going to sell. So why not just put them into the stores or make them available when they say they're going to be available? But no, you would think that there's a shortage. You would think it's a shortage that, oh, you just can't get this anywhere. Oh, it's sold out here. I remember my daughter went to buy the last iPhone and we went to one store. They didn't have it. We went to another store. They didn't have it. We went to another store. They didn't have it. I'm like, this is insane. She ultimately had to order it off line online. But the thing is, each time she went to a store and they didn't have it, it made her want it even more. She wouldn't even consider another phone because she knew that that is the hottest thing out here. Everybody wants it. Everyone has it. I don't have it and I want it and I'm going to wait to get it. That's what we want. If you can create a, a menu item that people will wait 
for regardless of when it comes and when it comes they want it regardless of what it costs like apple i don't know what a mcrib costs but i know people want it so that's that's what you call strategy that's how you strategize your menu and i think that is something that we can do now we're in the midst of winter now but i think i think moving forward if we can create something now we can then through the summer through the months leading up to let people know this is coming it's coming it's only going to be available during this time so then when this time next year comes around again we have a hot item that people are so anticipating you know what i mean like and it can't just be well it has to be special it can't yes you're going to have soup during the winter months if you're on a food truck that's commonplace it has to be something special what is it on your menu that can be special that can build anticipation that you can put out there as a marketing leader for your menu and then once you start rolling into those colder months that item should then come to surface come into play you've done all the groundwork you've then built anticipation and then when the time comes it's like boom it's here what is it so my number one thing is strategize your menu maybe that's for me i have a vegan food truck maybe for me that would be during a certain season when there are certain veggies available certain herbs and spices that are at its freshest peak during this time during cold months maybe that's when i only have this offering build a strategy around a menu item that's my first one number two build your visibility i think this is the time when it's cold when things slow down that we can build upon our visibility now let me explain what that means let me explain what that means i don't mean uh creating another sign I don't mean putting more lights on your truck or trailer. I don't mean um, any of those things like uh, freshening up your wrap on your truck or trailer. That is not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about building tangible visibility. And when I say tangible visibility, I'm talking about especially during this time when most organizations have are now relying on zoom when most hospitals and um, nonprofits are relying on zoom to communicate with their uh with their audience with their patrons and customers and clients even doctors when i say because i'm thinking about myself i'm thinking about myself because this this is a strategy that i'm putting into play now um, let me explain what I'm doing since I have a vegan food truck. I've decided to reach out and participate um, on a lot of Zoom calls from different organizations. Um, so I'm doing something now with uh, the NAACP where I will be doing a, um, a Zoom 
cooking demo and giving away a recipe. And, but let me explain a little further about the strategy because I know you're thinking like, I don't have time to do that. But we have to find the time. Somehow we have to fit this in. It's slower now. So this is the time, pandemic time. Everyone's online. You have this captive audience. All right. And because of the fact that people are looking for content to put on their website, to put on their Zoom calls, to keep their um, clientele engaged, their members, their audience, the folks they serve, to keep them engaged. They're looking for things to do. And especially around health. It's a no brainer for me because people are so health are a lot more health conscious and a lot more health sensitive. But here's the benefit. Here's the benefit. And this is how I'm raising my visibility. And, I, and I'm not talking about signs and lights, flashing lights, or I'm not talking about that kind of visibility. I'm talking about the visibility that exists within people's conscious, like being visible. But when they when they in their mind's eye, when they start to think of like, oh, what do I need? I need um I need a food truck or I need a caterer or something like that. Oh, yes. We use Josh to do this Zoom call about healthy cooking because he has a food truck in our community. And he was willing to do for free a 45-minute Zoom call that featured uh, him showing us how to make something basic. And I, he gave us, gave our viewers the recipe. Now... If you're wondering, well, how's that going to be helpful? How's that putting money in your, your pocket? See, sometimes it's not about instant gratification. Don't get me wrong. Helping others is instant gratification. I'm talking about monetary gratification. Sometimes in business, what we do is we have to plant seeds. Now, you might not be able to reap the harvest from those seeds you plant, in order to prosper, you have to plant seeds. And by doing things such as participating in Zoom calls, any kind of online courses, teaming up uh, with partnering with other organizations. Like I said, I'm doing something with uh, the NAACP. And the best part about that is that they're tapping into their audience their membership base, hundreds, thousands of people that they're tapping into that I personally don't have access to, but by proxy, now I do. Now I will. Now, or a, a powerful organization, nonprofit organization, such as the NAACP, which has a health and wellness arm to it, now will know of me. I'm planting that seed because this pandemic is not going to last forever so that when events come about, when they need someone to speak on a particular subject or topic pertaining to um, health, wellness and food or veganism or plant based eating. I have planted that seed within their conscience and, and within the people who booked me, who who run that division. Now they know me now. The people who are part of the NAACP and follow the NAAC, they know me. So my goal during this pandemic is to link up, connect, collaborate, partner with 
organizations who are doing things online, who are trying to do things digitally to reach their folks and kind of use them to help push what I'm doing out further to people I would wouldn't normally be able to reach. But now up close and personal, sharing information, giving something away, creating goodwill, planting that seed. And my goal is after I do that, I hope to nourish the seeds that I'm planting by continuing to make myself available for additional online courses or Zoom calls or demos, making myself available to be a speaker, to be a presenter, making myself available and also making myself seen making myself known they had no clue who I was before but first I participated in one of their zoom calls and then I approached them saying hey if you ever need you see how that works so when I say build visibility this is the time that we can do that everybody's home everybody's on zoom everyone's trying to do something around on zoom so if you're you are trying to make yourself more visible within the community, this is the time to do it. Because everyone, all these organizations have probably figured out how to use Zoom and we can from our food truck. Just think of this, you can promote from your food truck. You can do cooking demonstrations on your food truck. You can show whatever it is that you do. Maybe you make pancakes or waffles or what have you. Be willing to share one of your recipes. Be willing to give something away. Be willing to plant those seeds. Be willing to be visible. We have to do the work. Like I've said before, this whole food truck thing, the easy part is the food. We all got the food down. That's the easy part. The hard part is getting out there. And during this time, we have to do more than just figure out where's the latest event is going to where the latest event will be or can I pull up into someone's parking lot? We have to do something more. And with the fact that soon this pandemic is going to be over. We have to make sure we're at the forefront for the opportunities that's going to come about. This is the time to plant seeds in in the heads of different organizers to get online, to make yourself visible. All right. So that's number two. Build your visibility through community, through community organizations and nonprofit, um, yeah, nonprofit organizations and community focused organizations. All right. That's number two. Now, number three. Now, number three is important. They're all important. Don't get me wrong. There's really no order to this. It's not like number one is more important than number two and so forth. Number three is establish your own in-house delivery and pickup. And when I say your own, I mean, a lot of us or some of us are engaging with some of these delivery services, you know, the ones, the, the Uber and DoorDash and all of them, where they're taking 30% at least. And let's be honest, the margins aren't amazing with food. Well, don't get me wrong. 
in, in vegan food, the margins are wonderful. All right. But for, for the rest of the industry, because of, uh, yeah, it's not so much, not, not as much, or they're very slim. So you got to do a lot of volume with very slim margins or so when these delivery services want to come and take 30%, take 30% and you're trying to, to have uh, like a margin of 25 and, but they want to take another 30. You most of the time you end up making nothing or close to it. When you start to wonder, is it worth it? This is the time that we need to establish and build our own in-house delivery service it delivery and pickup service this is the time to start putting that out there in marketing this is the time where if you are now engaged in these services to start weaning people off and directing them to you where so now that 30 percent that you're putting out there that can come all to you imagine that you you're giving 30 percent away Imagine if there's a way to to capture even 20, 25%, 20% of it. Imagine how how wonderful that would be. How 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 much of a positive impact that would have to your bottom line. So that's what we need to do. We need to figure that out. And what better time to do it than right now as we go into as we start to go into deep into the winter and then ultimately spring. But if we can get it started now, don't get it started when it's so busy you don't have time. Get it started now. Now I use, but here's a couple things. It has to be done right. The customer experience has to be amazing. Now I've looked into several different services. I do have Uber, um, Uber as one of my services, but I that 30%, it just bothers me to no end. Cause it's a lot, it's a lot. I'm giving away a whole lot. And it's, and it's actually hurting the industry as far as the restaurant industry. That 30% is killing restaurants, but they feel as though they have no choice. Especially now. So as a solution, I use an app called Gloria Foods amazing and I'm gonna tell you why it's so amazing that yes they do have a free version but they also have a paid version for you know credit card processing and all that you're you still come out great but the thing is the onus is on you to market that service that you have that's why I keep saying that the food is the easy part it's the marketing I'm not talking about the branding I'm talking about the marketing of what you do the muscle has to be put behind the marketing to get the word out there that yes I have my own in-house delivery service you don't even have to call it in-house service just tell people you have delivery and you have to direct them to that web page or that app that kind of walks them through the process. and But that the process has to be frictionless. It has to be so simple. It has to be smooth like butter for those, those customers to feel just as comfortable with using your service as if they were to use Uber or Grubhub. And the reason why they use these services is because 
it's a flawless transaction. The, the endeavor, the process of going through, ordering something through them is super simple. It's painless. There's no pain points when you, you go to an Uber, you see the food, you hit order, you hit in your credit card, and you're done. It looks beautiful. It's simple. It's mobile. You can do it on, on your phone. You can do it on your desktop. You can do it on a tablet. You have to have the same type of integration for your own delivery service. And I'm here to tell you, I've looked at a bunch of the different services. Gloria Foods gives you that level of integration of professionalism. I was talking to someone and they, they had um, they had asked my opinion. And I said, yeah, I've seen the, the order app and there's um, uh, order grub and there's a few others. All they all work. They all work. But did they fit into my brand? Did they does it fit into the look feel? Does it look like it's from a third party somewhere else? Do they come to your website or where wherever they come to to find you? Do they go there and then have to go somewhere else that looks totally different, like they're in, having a whole totally different experience than they had when they initially came to your website or your page? Yes, I know Square has a very basic ordering system where you can throw up a few items you can order right from Square. But is that experience one in the same of if people go to your website or if people come to your truck, are they having the same experience? Is it a positive friction free experience that they're having? You know what I mean? That That's what I'm, I'm asking. So I use the Gloria Foods app. Yes, there's a cost, a small charge, but the fact that it's totally integrated into my website, the fact that they don't have to leave my website so they are contained within the experience of my website, which means they're spending more time on my site, meaning they're spending more time in exploring other options on my site, merchandise, things like that on my site. I don't have to compete with other restaurants because they're right there on my site. So my job is to make sure that I am doing the promotion I am doing the marketing position. I am doing what's necessary in order to bring them directly to me and bypass a Uber or a Grubhub or any of these other delivery services. Now, yes, like I said, I do have Uber, but I'm using Uber as a way to promote what I have. Yes, right now it's like 30%. So I'm trying not I'm trying to wean off of Uber, but I'm using Uber by stuffing flyers, use the site X amount of dollars off for your first for your first purchase. If you come directly to our own ordering platform. It's all about strategy at the end of the day with the three tips that I've just given you menu, building your visibility and creating in-house delivery and pickup service that goes through you it's all about strategy how are you going to make these things happen that's what i wanted to talk to you about today so once again i appreciate all of you guys sticking in there with me uh, thanks for checking out the very first episode of 2021 um, until next time take care may your food truck journey be a positive one peace